This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning and welcome into the show. If one of the, uh, Bill Ryder with you, if one of the worst things about being in a social job and traveling and, and being a reporter is having to meet bad people, people you don't like, you have to work with, One of the best things is when the opposite happens. And when I started covering the NBA full-time in 2010, this was either in Philadelphia or Boston. Can't remember who the Heat played. Anyway, I think it was Philly. But the first person I met that I was social with, met this guy and got a beer with him, was Jeff Zilgut. Well-regarded, renowned, well-respected, certainly knew who he was, didn't know him personally, NBA reporter for USA Today, which he's still doing with distinction. And it turned out he's also a hell of a nice guy. And so it's so cool, 10 years later, not only to bring Jeff onto the show, but I want to ask him something a little more of a personal nature. Good morning, Mr. Zilgit. Do you remember this? It was you and me and Brian Winters, I think, getting a beer at the Philly Marriott, maybe? We were in Philly. Uh, I think it was a season. Was it a season opener between the Heat and Sixers? Uh, I think it was, and, after, and, it was a back-to-back after a Celtics game. And then we were sort of on the road, and it was to, you know, chronicle the very beginnings of, you know, what was going to happen in Miami with, with the big three. But that, that was the night I think maybe Brian had a car at that point. We may have been staying at an airport right. uh, hotel because we were out the next morning. So that, that's exactly what it was, Joe. Jeff Zilgit. So, Jeff, uh, you're, we're friends as well as colleagues. And I was, like a lot of people who know you, I was, I was moved. And I, it was interesting when, when at All-Star, I think it was All-Star, where LeBron James saw you – uh, in the press conference, called you out, said he was glad to see you, that your health was, was, was going well. And I'm curious, if you don't mind me asking, and I guess if you do, it's too late because I'm about to ask it, and I apologize. 
what's it like? Do, do you do you like that moment? Do you what is it like when LeBron James, the most important athlete in the world, says, "Oh, is that Jeff Zoga? Good to see you, man. I'm glad you're doing well." Uh, well, look, Bill, I don't mind sharing some of this. And for anyone wondering or saw the moment, you know, um, I, I had surgery for stomach cancer a year ago, Bill. You, you know the story. Uh, you and I have chatted about it. And this, this has been a, you know, you say 10 it's been a 10-year battle of intestinal yeah. cancer. So I, I don't mind sharing the story. I think there's a lot of good that can come from it. Um, I don't say I disliked the moment, Bill. I, I would say it was, uh, you know, I was a little embarrassed. I, I didn't know it was coming. Um, and, and then, you know, secondarily to that, there's a couple things. So, you know, Le- LeBron knows, uh, you know, who, who th- th- this isn't scripted from LeBron. He knows who covers them. Um, he knows what they do. And, and he's known that for years. Um, and he's very savvy uh, about what might be traditional media and new media. And so, you know, he, he's aware uh, of everything. Um, and, and so, you, you know, I, I find it to be genuine. And he's been like that, uh, you know, for a long time. And, and, and you know, I'm not going to get into speculation, but, you know, of why. But, when, you know, when he sees someone who's covering him and then all of a sudden is missing games or can't be places be, because of a health issue, you know, I, I think that hits all of us in certain ways. And, and then the, the other point, Bill, to get caught up in LeBron's – it's one thing to get caught up in my own social media – Right. <laughs> uh, get caught up in his, though, it, it's a whole other world. And it, it's, uh, you, you know, it, it's, uh, it's certainly bizarre um, what, what people say and think uh, when you get into it. And I, I would only come away with it that uh, if, uh, you, you know, LeBron or anyone who has that many followers, it would be impossible to read any of your mentions uh, because it would be uh, uh, disheartening and soul-crushing all at the same time. <laughs> Ah, uh, humanity. Uh, at Jeff Zilgit on that uh, at times soul crushing platform. If you wanna, if you wanna follow uh, Jeff, talking about LeBron and transitioning to 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 his on court shenanigans and hopes and, and future. How I, I marvel, man, at, at what is he thirty nine? At how good this guy still is. Best guess, how long do you think he can be at a minimum? What Tim Duncan was to those. Spurs teams that competed at the end of, of Tim's career, and they obviously won another championship when he was not the focal point and sometimes playing 25 minutes a game. How long can LeBron James be at least good enough to be impactful, if not the best guy on his team, for a championship-level team? So, Bill, I'm sort of doing this exercise right now as we look at LeBron getting ready to uh, you know, eclipse 40,000 career points. Okay. So I think about it right now. He's at 25 points a game right now at this age. Do I think, Bill, he has a few more seasons of at least 20 points a game if he wants to play that long? I do. And so at, at that point, though, you and I look at it as, okay, 20 points a game is nice. And, you know, but, but sort of that Tim Duncan question, where, where's his help coming from? So, yes, he can be that guy. And because he's probably even going to have the ball in his hands more than a Tim Duncan did at that stage of his career when he won a title, you know, about a decade ago, who else is going to be around LeBron? You know, Anthony Davis will certainly be there. He's got that new deal. Uh, but who's the, who's the next guy? Who, who, who is that, you know, other guy who's going to be able to do that? You know, for those Spurs team, it ended up being Kawhi, Manu, Tony, but certainly Kawhi. And, and so that's what the Lakers are going to have to go for if they're going to, you know, make another run um, at a title. And, and so that's how I see it playing out. But Look, Bill, LeBron at 41 and doing like in a couple of years and doing the things, you know, it looks like he'll be capable of doing. 
like you certainly match him up with, you know, AD and the right player in his uh, sort of mid to late twenties. Um, you can just see how dangerous he could be both as, you know, a playmaker and getting his buckets. Uh, Jeff Zilgit here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS sports radio. Jeff, that's the Lakers scenario. What for, and I know it's guesswork here based on trying to following LeBron can be, I, I sometimes liken what it must've been like to be a Kremlinologist back when that was a thing and to decipher what was going on in the USSR, not in the, in the negative connotation, just in the sense of every clue we try to read into and figure out what the hell's happening. What do you think the likelihood is LeBron largely because of his son, Bronny over the point of the next one or two or three years will play somewhere other than Los Angeles? You know, I don't know, Bill. I asked that question, and that was one of my questions at All-Star. What, does he anticipate finishing his career with this team? And he, he left it open-ended. Um, but he did say he loves the organization. And th- there's part of me, Bill, when I try to, you know, w- w- with you, what you just said. It is following breadcrumbs, reading tea leaves, um, but also sort of, you, you know, separating what is bluster from what is real. And it does get difficult, uh, you know, not only with LeBron, uh, but with other people. But I think I remember hearing LeBron say one time within the not too, you know, pretty recently, and I don't want to say like last month, but within the last year, is saying something about, you know, the son doesn't always want what the father wants. And And the father needs to understand that. And to me, like I, I, if you're reading into it, there's part of me that, okay, maybe LeBron at one point wanted to play alongside Bronny, the same team. Maybe Bronny doesn't want anything to do with his dad playing on the same team. Like that's a, a little bit what I took away um, yeah. from it when he says that the son doesn't always want what the father wants. Um, you know, would it be, you know, would any team like love that pairing? Obviously that's business operations um, right there and a little bit of basketball operations. Um, but I don't necessarily know if that's quite the same anymore. Maybe just playing in the league at the same time and, you know, playing against his son is going to satisfy that. And it, it, But, again, Bill, he hasn't come out and said that, and that's just me and you here sort of shooting the breeze and, and trying to figure out what he means by everything. Uh, but but I, I would, you know, I, I begin to wonder sometimes if it's, you know, as important. And then you throw in the health issue and – you know, as I wrote yesterday, circumstances change and life changes, and, and you know, not everything is the same as it was two years ago. Jeff Zilgit dropping some some wisdom here on CBS Sports Radio. Jeff, I want to ask you a question about three high-profile underachieving teams. I think that's fair to say, certainly about Golden State and the Lakers. I also want to include Phoenix in this conversation. Now, I know right now, by a very thin margin, Phoenix is the, the sixth seed if the season ended now. And the Warriors and the Lakers would actually play each other in the second play-in game and the lesser play-in games. But but if you were just to take the Suns and the Warriors and the Lakers in a vacuum and say each of them are going to have a make a best-of-seven series, which of them would you be most confident can make the deepest run this postseason? Who do you think has, of those three teams, the most likely ceiling? I lean towards Phoenix, Bill. Um, and, and I know Golden State's starting to play a little bit better, and the Lakers have, you know, showing some signs of life. They're still 9-10 and 10, um, in the standings, as you pointed out. Um, I, I, I worry about the Lakers' offense. We're, we're, we've been, you, you know, uh, conditioned and program Bill, to think defense wins championships, and I'm not saying you don't need to stop. But today's NBA, Bill, you're going to outscore teams. 
And, and so even with LeBron and AD, I, I sometimes worry about the Lakers' offense, um, especially after those two. Um, Golden State a little bit too up and down um, for me, and I know you can say that about all three teams, but then you, you sort of have to start differentiating which one is – you know, had more ups and downs and been more inconsistent. And, and I just, you know, I, I lean towards Phoenix, Bill, that, that, to make that run. And uh, a lot of it has to do with, you know, who the matchups are going to be and everything. And, you know, you get a situation where the Warriors or Lakers are playing Denver in a first or second round matchup. Like, that, that's going to be tough right there. We just saw the Nuggets sweep the Lakers, you know, a year ago in the conference finals. And, and I'm not sure that the Lakers are any better with that roster. Um, they are than they are this year. And I, I just have a hard time seeing that scenario play out where the Lakers get another deep run bill. And, and I guess I'll say the same for the Warriors as we start to watch a, a little bit of a sunset on what they've done over the past decade. Jeff, you may not know this about me, but I do not own any Doc Rivers uh, merchandise. I am not a part of the Doc Rivers fan club, and I am um, skeptical often over the years of, of Doc's coaching in the playoffs, right, right or wrong. I'm just I'm not a, a place to go for, for, for Doc Rivers' positivity, and that was true before this inauspicious beginning to his Bucks coaching career and the way that he did it, although they've been winning games now. They've won, what is it, three in a row. When you look at all the factors here, right, Damian Lillard trying to adjust to Giannis and the backcourt defense certainly taking a step back because of the moves it took to bring in Lillard. And Lillard telling our friend Chris Mannix that um, he's lonely and he's kind of sad in Milwaukee and, and the state of the East and, you know, Doc Rivers and that change. What is your optimism or your pessimism for the Milwaukee Bucks when we get to the playoffs? I mean, pessimism, Bill, when the goal for this Milwaukee Bucks team is to get to the finals. Um, you know, can they get to the conference finals? Like, that's not going to surprise me. Um, do they, I, I don't think they have, and you know, look, though, we can always be wrong on these things. Um, but do, do I think they're a team capable of beating Boston in a seven game series right now? I do not. Um, and, and that's why, you know, and, and again, let's even back it up, Bill. How about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Might be yeah. the hottest team in basketball right now, uh, aside yeah. from Max Struess's shot last night. <laughs> it was um, amazing. And everything. Yeah, amazing, fun to see. But, but yeah. you know, I, and I don't know, you know, I haven't, uh, you know, paid every attention. But, again, they went into all-star break 18-2 and two in their past 20. The, the narrative around Donovan Mitchell and, and his potential to maybe be there a little longer uh, than beyond next season has changed a little bit. And, uh, and given, you know, new uh, CBA and salary cap structures, maybe Cleveland feels a little more confident. Like, I don't know. Cleveland could beat Milwaukee, Bill in a seven game series, like Cleveland's done everything and proven everything that they're capable of doing that. Um, and, and I think some of their problems extend a little bit beyond doc um, roster makeup, uh, the, the Giannis Dame connection, maybe not quite uh, happening the way people expected it to, um, despite, you know, some numbers looking good, uh, especially offensively. And, and so I, I don't have great optimism that that's going to be a team that plays in the uh, NBA finals. Um, right now, uh, for, for a lot of the reasons you and I are talking about, both, you know, playing on the court, coaching, a, a midseason coaching change um, when the team, you know, had a good record, uh, all, all those things, though, there just seems to be something. And this isn't, uh, you know, very scientific here. Uh, something just seems to be off with that Milwaukee Bucks team uh, across the board. And they've tried to do a couple different things to, to find the answers.
Yeah, I agree. Jeff Zilkin on the show. Jeff, uh, it's great to hear your voice. I'm glad that you are doing well. And I am, just so you know, openly rooting for the Heat to make another magical run in part so you and I can go get dinner at whatever that amazing restaurant was at the hotel that was, but it was outside. Remember this spot? It was really, I can't remember the name, but I'm in for uh, that no, again. Well, yeah, I, I don't recall the name either, but as I, I've told people, uh, it was one of the best meals I've had in the past year. Me too, dude. Um, yeah, so it, it was fantastic. Now, to that real quick, though, I know we're getting out of here. Uh, I, I Same with the Heat, though. I just don't, you know, I, I know they're capable of doing things, but I, but something for this team just doesn't feel the same as it has for other teams that other Heat teams that have made a deep run. So, Bill, we're going to have to find that meal elsewhere. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm just rooting for good food. Like, I'm excited for the Knicks to get healthy because, you know what? New York City's got some good restaurants, my friend. <laughs> Well, we will find one, Bill. Even if we are in Oklahoma City, uh, we're going to find one. We'll go to Junior's. That's a weird little steakhouse. Um, all right, pal. Uh, glad you're good. It's really nice of you to make some time. Thanks, Jeff, for, for being on, bud. Yeah, thanks, Bill, for having me. We'll talk here in a bit. All right, pal. Uh, Jeff Zilgit, one of the one of the great guys in the business, outstanding NBA reporter, USA Today, at Jeff Zilgit on the old Twitter X thing. So, so. So he's talking about it. <clears throat> LeBron's talking about it. Jeff Jeff was pretty seriously ill and was pretty seriously pretty seriously ill. His 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 health situation was serious, and it was serious when we had dinner last I guess last summer during the finals. And I love Jeff, and so I'm so glad that he's doing well and that he's doing okay. And just a reminder of the things that actually matter in, in this life. Just Jeff's such a such a great dude. Let's um. Let's do a little buy or sell with another great dude, Pretty Daddy, who many of you have thoughts on, including my wife. So we'll give some verdicts on Pretty Daddy, and we'll do buy or sell next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Writer Than You. On Saturdays, I'll come out and I'll just, and I'll sleep in a little bit. I'll sleep till nine sometimes, but for me, it's pretty late. And Henry will be awake and say, hey, Dad, I want to go play soccer. And I'll say, hey, buddy, I just, can you just, he'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, your cup of coffee. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks, pal. It's going to get to a point where he's going to have it made and ready for you. Wow, you, a light bulb just, why have I not done that? <laughs> On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. I should have him make me coffee, right? <laughs> but you timer. have to have, you have to have like a grace period 
it's going to take him a while to make, you know, like the perfect cup of coffee for you. I, If I were a cartoonist, I would do a cartoon of over the years how I made coffee and how it reflects life beating me down. Because when I first got out of college, I couldn't afford I was too lazy, so I'd buy coffee, but I couldn't afford it, so I'd trick my friend Reed Forgrave into buying me coffee every day. Every day I would go and I'd trick the guy into buying me coffee. Who is still one of your best friends, by the way. In in Little Rock, Arkansas. And then he found out later I made more money than him. He got real mad. Um, You're a good dude, man. (laughs) I know I am. Then I got a a job that paid me a livable wage. Thank you, Democrat Gazette in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, for the non— I was livable. And then I start. Then I had a French press, and I would, I would like the temperature, and I would, it would be perfect. Did that for f- several years. Then I did the French press, but just kind of threw it in there. Then I'm like, all right, this is too much work. I'll do the drip. I'll do like the just the coffee pot, but I'll do French press sometimes. Then I move straight to the coffee pot. It would be pretty. I would grind the bean. I would be always grinding. Then I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna buy the Folgers or whatever it is. Then it was just like I have a Keurig, and it doesn't taste good, but I'm gonna drink it because it has caffeine in it. <laughs> I know it's not good, but uh. that is the reality. Um, we got some feedback on you. Lori was listening, and her take is, I'll say it as nicely as I can, how does this guy not recognize that jersey? That's eat what the hell. So she was, she, you let her down. After she came to your rescue. Yeah, Monday. which is disappointing because I know Lori is team pretty daddy, team D-cell. So it's disappointing. I don't want to lose maybe the only member of my fan club. And 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 doubling down, you're doubling down on you being bum of the week for forgetting it was my birthday. You have not wished me a happy birthday week at all. It's my birthday week. That's not a thing. Yeah. No, it's that's not? not a thing. Not, yeah. not when you're an adult. So say my kids and wife with their silence. Um, Phil in Stratford also has a take. It's a little nicer, though. Bill... That was a very fair question to Diesel, one that he should have gotten correct. However, because you're such a reasonable human being, could you please give him another chance tomorrow to prove himself that he is not the bum of the week? I would like what to, a new twi- I would like to opt out yeah. of that. I don't want no. I don't want another opportunity. What a new I, twist! I'm gonna screw it up. I don't want it. Don't give me more chances. I'm gonna screw it up. I'm like Doc, but not knowing who Doc is. Like, Doc gets all these chances. I'm saying no. I'm out. I'm done. I am who I am. For those of you that think I'm too mean to Tom or I make him bum of the week too often, just know I've been doing this show going back to when I had a show um, middays and drive time in Los Angeles. And I've done it. How long have I worked here? Since 2017. So seven years, I've had four producers. You, Tom, Benedetto, Stu Kovacs, and Adam Klug. And then I had another producer before that at the other shop. And they've all been bum of the week, and I've been bum of the week a lot. No one bums it up every week like you do. I mean, it's it's not as if this is a thing that I just do to producers. Over the years, I would get most, but occasionally a producer might. You are, you are good at that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's. <laughs> Let's do, <laughs> let's do by yourself, Al. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill. The theme yesterday for Buy or Sell was rumors. And Ooh. let's try and, I don't know, maybe end some of those rumors. And we'll start okay. off with wide receivers. Yeah. Clarity. If... 
if you believe from the people that we're about to hear from. Yesterday, Raiders GM Tom Telesco emphatically said they're not trading stud receiver Devontae Adams. Quote, he's a Raider. End quote. Then Vikings GM Quezzi Adofu Mensa said something similar about Justin Jefferson. Quezzi, along the lines of things being thrown out about Justin, maybe some that are false, is there a world where you would ever consider making him available for a trade? That is not something that's once crossed my mind. Um, you got a blue player, blue person. Uh, you try and keep those as many of those as you can. Both seemingly squashing both of those rumors. I know what this space is for. I think he was no. going along the lines of blue chip player, blue oh, chip yeah. person. Okay, I would... I was gonna ask you, did I? Did he say glue? And I, I just he heard said it wrong. blue. He did I think say he blue. He said blue, but maybe he said glue because that makes more sense. Can I hear it again? I heard blue with this. I heard blue. Basically, along the lines of things being thrown out about Justin, maybe some that are false. Is there a world where you would ever consider making him available for a trade? That is not something that's once crossed my mind. Um, you got a blue player, a blue person. Uh, you try and keep those as many of those as you can. Right. What is this, a trial for Blue Man Group? Uh, this is Arrested Development scene? That makes sense, right? Like blue chip player? It doesn't make any... You have to say blue chip. You don't say... The chip is a critical part of, you know, a, he's a piece of the team is different than he's a piece of. So we got, the next we, we word got an onion matters. here. We got onion. There's layers. Is he trying to tell us he is trading Justin Jefferson? He's blue. I don't know. What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, to Michigan, apparently, to be a Wolverine. <laughs> Go blue. What is he talking about? Okay. I don't even remember if I asked the question or not. Bill, you did. <laughs> buy, buy or sell wide receivers are the second most important position in today's NFL. Buy. So I think that is that's a great question. Um, who wrote it for you? Whoever it was, thank you. They did a great job. <laughs> it's one of those weeks for me. <laughs> no. Well, you didn't, you didn't wish me a happy birthday or birthday week. Um Yes, I, that is the exact right takeaway. I don't know why you're getting killed for doing a great question. I guess I just found it funny. Uh, yes, I think that that is the emerging view of people around the NFL, the amount of money that they've spent. Uh, and by the way, Tyree Kill's a really easy example to point to and say, look at the, the, the difference he made for Tua. I think that the, the change came when Stefan Diggs went to Buffalo. And the way that that, I would say, did unlock, but but at a minimum coincided with Josh Allen really suddenly figuring everything out and that team being at a different level. And I think there's probably, if you want to go really deep, an argument. We, we talk a lot, or I'm interested a lot, in why Mahomes has been so successful. And we talk about, obviously, his natural talent, having Andy Reid there, having a great culture. That guy also got to throw the football to Tyree Kill and got to throw the football to Travis Kelsey. And, and I think there's a world where you, those receivers can unlock quarterbacks. And even when they move on enhance that quarterback because of what they've learned and their confidence and that security blanket while they figure out the NFL. So to answer your question, yes, I think after the quarterback position, it's critically important in large part because it doesn't just enhance QBs in the moment. I think it can also unlock their confidence and their ability to succeed long term. Bill, speaking of QBs, no shocker here, but Sean Payton set a timetable for knowing Russell Wilson's future with the Denver Broncos. Look, we go through the combine week here next week. Um, I think Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll be in meetings with ownership. Um, and so I, I expect I expect that we're going to know fairly quickly. I said it's the Super Bowl, but I think more specifically, I think uh, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood next week, we're, we're going to – there's a couple factors here. You know, obviously the cap 
projections came out. Um, we're further down the road with the draft class, uh, obviously the pro free agents. So I would I would anticipate it being uh, you know within the next two weeks. Thanks, Sean, for not being prepared for the most obvious question that we all knew you were getting. And why is it obvious, Bill? Because Denver owes Russell Wilson $39 million in 2024, no matter what. No matter if he's on the roster or not. But, as you know, if Russ is on the roster March 17th, which is two and a half weeks from right now, and Russ passes a physical, Denver will owe him another $37 million as part of his 2025 salary. Bill, buy or sell the Broncos made up their mind about Russell Wilson by the end of the regular season. Buy. Buy. I understand why they can't and won't come out and say it. And I, I mean, no one's trading for the guy, but maybe you go through your due diligence anyway and just try not to undercut a market for a guy that has no market at that price tag. But, but yes, I am with you. Decision made. He will be somewhere else, probably the Steelers. All right, speaking of decisions, Chiefs GM Brett Veach said he likes Kansas City's chances of getting deals done this offseason with Chris Jones and cornerback Legereus Sneed. Now, remember, Sneed was the one with the crucial forced fumble on Baltimore's Zay Flowers at the goal line in the AFC Championship game. Veach said yesterday, quote, If you get close in negotiations, I think the added benefit of the tie goes to the Chiefs. It's a money deal at the end of the day, and people aren't going to turn down a huge disparity in contracts, but I think we get the benefit of all the tiebreakers, end quote. Bill, buy or sell players should take less money to play for the Chiefs. So, um, um, that's a different question than what he's saying. He's not saying take less money. He's saying tie goes to the team like tie goes to the runner. I mean, but I'll buy that there's something to it. Buy. I will sell that you should be saying it out loud during a negotiation. Sell. That's probably not a great idea. Um, if I were him, I would just slow down the speech he just gave. Sell. That was a bad one. That was a bad one, but I was proud that I was able to just come up with it on the fly. <laughs> but it was bad. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just, just going to move on. Gonna no, move no, on. I'm going to finish my thought about um, I have a speech to give you. About, about, that push sell again. It's okay. Sell. I do think it makes sense in some scenarios to take less money if you want to win a championship. And that's true for guys where it's, okay, I'm going to go to Buffalo or I'm going to go to the Ravens. The Chiefs are as as good a bet as, as any team since the Patriots were over their runs. Maybe a better one because they had some gaps. But it's just, a, it's a preference. I'm not mad at people for wanting their money. I'm not mad at people for wanting their rings. And I'm not mad at people for making one of the two choices that they can't have both. All right, Bill. Cleveland Browns GM Andrew Berry proposed pushing back the date of the NFL trade deadline now that the season is 17 games and 18 weeks long. As of right now, the deadline is for the Tuesday after week eight. And it's been that way for over a decade now. Berry wants to see the deadline pushed back by at least two weeks. Bill, buy or sell you think it matters when the NFL trade deadline is? I mean, I'll buy. If buy. one GM thinks it matters, then it matters because it takes only one GM to make a move and make a trade. And I think it hasn't been a seismic shift, but we have certainly seen a change in the culture of the NFL in terms of trades and that happening. And even though they're slow learners in the National Football League, 
that's probably irreversible, and it probably does speed up even if it's slower than it might be in the other sports. All right, Bill, hoopier than now, some NBA here. Max Struess' heroics last night gave the Cavs a win over the Dallas Mavericks. Cavs out of timeout. Struess into Mobley. Back to Max. Half-court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! This place is going crazy! The Cavaliers had 2.6. They were out of timeouts. Struess let it fly. Struess hit nothing but net. Struess on the loose with the game winner. Struess on the loose. I love it. Love that call. All right, Bill. Buy or sell the Cavs are setting themselves up for a deep playoff run this season. I will buy the possibility. Buy. I'm with Zilgit. I also think the Knicks are capable of a really deep run. We, we forget there's no Julius Randle. There's no OG Ananobi. They'll both be back. They're still pretty good even without those guys. The Bucks have a chance. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm more of a doubter than most people because of Doc, but whatever. they certainly have a chance. And there's a conversation I'm having on my practice show for this TV, NBA TV show we're launching Later today, John Gonz- not launching later today. We are practicing later today, and John Gonzalez and I might do a thing on is this the best Celtics team of all time? So, which the answer is, why don't you win a championship first? But okay, um, yes, there, there's a path. I think I think the East is really really hard. Can I also just buy your producing and getting the radio call because I listened to a bunch of them yesterday, and that was by far the best one. Buy was that the local radio call? It was Cavs Radio Network. Yeah, I'm it was gonna take credit, even though you know other people did the legwork for that. But I'll take the credit. You know, you I take love, the credit. I love pats on the back. You take that pat on the back, pal. Good job. So if you're Pat Boyle and you get a pat on the back, do you actually get a pat on the pat? Sell. So. What do you mean sell? So? What? Why don't you text him that? See what he says. Okay, got it. All right, Bill, you're going to be talking about the Boston Celtics later. Let's talk about them right now for a little bit. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown absolutely dominated the Philadelphia 76ers last night in Boston's blowout win. The two All-Stars combined for 60 points on 20 of 34 shooting to go along with 17 rebounds and 9 assists. Bill, by yourself, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the best duo in the NBA. Oh, wow. Sell. Sell. I think Jokic and Jamal Murray are a better duo. I find it really funny. That's amazing stats. But uh, 60 points, 17 rebounds, and 9 assists, also known as what Embiid was doing when before he got injured by himself on a given night. <laughs> I tried. I tried to fluff it up a little bit. No, I, li- I, li- I, I, I liked it. It's a really good question, though. I. It's because I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I want an answer. How reliable Tatum can be in those critical moments where stars have to carry teams over the finish line against other stars who can do it. I don't entirely trust Jalen Brown at that level. I think there's a world where they won't, but I think Giannis and Lillard could get to that could get to that point. I think there's an interesting conversation, probably not as good, but LeBron and AD when they're playing together are a pretty remarkable duo. Trying to think who I'm forgetting here. I mean, it, it, it's a really, it's a really good question. I, I think the answer is no. Health, but, but it, healthy Kawhi with either one, Paul George or yeah. James Harden. Yeah, I can't get there on either George or Harden, but but I could be wrong. It's a good question. All right, Bill. One more here. Let's finish by ourselves today with my personal favorite question. 
John Rahm told ESPN that while Rory McIlroy has been supportive of his decision to leave and join Live Golf, leaving the PGA Tour, that is, Tiger Woods, on the other hand, has ignored him. Rahm said, quote, I texted him, tried to reach out. You know the process when I signed. I just let him know, hey, nothing personal. I have nothing against anybody, end quote. Bill, buy or sell you support Tiger Woods ghosting John Rahm? Uh, buy. And by the buy. way, have the courage of your convictions or at least your greed and say what you mean and be honest with the world. I have nothing against anybody. Yeah, I took your wife. I got nothing against anybody. Yeah, you have something against me because you wanted my wife. Yeah, I, um, I opened a mega bookstore next year, a little uh, rinky-dink uh, independent bookstore. I know you're going out of business and can't send your kids to college, but I got nothing against you or anybody. Yeah, you do because we're competing now. He is going after something that is sacred to Tiger Woods, and that is financially important, not that Tiger needs the money, to Tiger Woods. And he is clearly making a decision that Tiger Woods feels to be, in a golf sense, wrong and immoral and unacceptable. So give me the old, I don't have anything against anyone, means you don't stand for anything. Those are different things. You got it wrong. You don't stand for anything like you're no one. Different than I don't have anything against anyone. Just have the courage to say, I want the money, man. And by the way, it's easy for me to say live golf is uh, awful. I would be tested, Tom, and not for long, and then I would be a hypocrite if they said, Bill, we want to give you $3 million to do a golf show. I love that. I mean, I understand it. I but get don't it. Pre- don't pretend it's something that's not. Absolutely. Give me a break. Um, what do you want to talk about next segment? Do you want to talk about your feelings again? Why don't we talk about, we can talk about feelings, but maybe in a different okay. way. Like maybe, oh, I don't know, how a punch ruined an NBA career. Okay. Um, not an emotional punch ruined a radio career. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> no. I just. I felt just, like I got punched right there. I, yes. We land, direct hit. Uh, how Draymond Green destroyed his own locker room and the career of a promising player who's now a meme after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. I host the show, and he is Pretty Daddy, the executive producer. Tom, do you prefer your Pretty Daddy CBS on Twitter? You have embraced the moniker 
that came to you organically and naturally because it's who you are. Do you prefer Pretty Daddy or the few times I say you're the prettiest of daddies? We don't have any evidence that I'm the prettiest of daddies. So Fair. I don't think I could use that moniker just yet. I mean, we don't we don't have any evidence that I'm not. Right, right. Can't prove a negative sometimes. But I think we got to stick with Pretty Daddy. Okay. Um, there are some people out there who are supporting you. Earlier, I gave you a chance to not be bum of the week because you forgot my birthday this week. You've won it several times this year. You failed that chance. It was a soccer jersey quiz. Very easy one. But JT at JT Monty 1014, 1014 Reasons He Loves Tom, uh, tweeted, While I normally am on your side, Bill, I'm siding with Pretty Daddy on this. We are red-blooded Americans. We don't drive on the left side of the road. We don't use the metric system. We don't listen to techno music. And we don't watch soccer. Hashtag soccer sucks. Really? Hashtag free pretty daddy. (laughs) Free pretty daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Wow. Am I going to get another one of these get out of, air quotes, jail free bum of the week? Just don't make it soccer related, please. I mean, I am not aligned with JT, but I promise I will not make it the metric system. I will not ask you to drive on the left side of the road, and I will not in any way make techno music a part of your get But the other stuff, I can't make the same promise. So it's definitely a soccer question. I'm not, we'll Got see it. if you even get one. Got uh, it. The Warriors beat the snot out of the Warrior or the Wizards yesterday. They can't beat, I guess you could beat the snot out of yourself. Have you seen Fight Club? Fight Club. Yeah, that's true. That is fair. Well, look at that. Prettiest of daddies coming home. Uh, dominating win. They're they're much, much, much better. The Wizards are terrible. Jordan Poole came off the bench. He was 5 of 17 for 12 points and 6 turnovers in 29 minutes. He is awful. And here's the thing. On the winning team, this guy named Draymond Green only played everybody on the Warriors, played limited minutes. They did not play much in the fourth quarter. They were up so much. Uh, Draymond Green had an astounding six points. This is a typical Draymond night. He had six, eight, and eight. So he almost had a triple-double. And only took four shots. The thing is, Draymond Green destroyed Jordan Poole's career. He, He ruined him. And he ruined, to a degree, the Warriors' chances certainly last year. It's worth remembering whatever the jokes about Jordan Poole and the memes on social media that he can't even pass the ball in and the fact he has, and he does now, the worst contract in the NBA and that he can't even start for a Washington Wizards team that can only look to the Pistons and feel good about themselves this season. Jordan Poole was a critical part of the team and the reasons that the Warriors won a championship two years ago. He was really important. In a difficult decision about who to pay, they paid Jordan Poole before they figured out what to do with Draymond, he got some money. And before they figure out or not what to do with Clay this summer, so there was jealousy last year. And when Draymond Green punched him in the face, it fractured that team. And it broke Jordan Poole. Now, did Jordan Poole deserve to be punched in the face? Should you punch somebody in the face? Did he deserve to be punched in the face, but you shouldn't punch him in the face? We, we, we've, we've been all over all of that. Whatever you thought then, you probably think now. I'm not going to revisit it in any great depth. What is true, whoever you want to blame, 
is that Draymond Green, the supposed leader of that team, destroyed the promising career and the self-confidence and the ability to fit in of a player that was important to the Warriors. They had to move on from him. Ironically, it was part of the Chris Paul trade, who's been of no help or use to that team. Chris Paul coming back, returning to in the next game. Is that tonight? They played tonight? Oh, he played last night. That's right. Very limited minutes. 20 minutes. He was so invisible, I forgot that he was out there. Hasn't been a significant player. I have some sympathy for for Jordan Poole. That guy is broken confidence-wise. And there's certainly a belief in the theory that maybe the Warriors lifted him up a little bit. Okay, I get it. He still was successful and impactful on that team. And Draymond Green did that. And there have not been real consequences for Draymond. He punches teammates. He chokes other teams. And he's, and he's a, he, because we forgive people who are talented. If Draymond Green were Jordan Poole, he'd be out of the league. If Jordan Poole pulled that stuff, he'd be gone. Why does Zach Gelb hell, hate spring training so much? Oh, now I love spring training when I was like 12. This is Gelb. I can't stand it now. The Daily Report's updates are insufferable and boring. Okay. I like baseball. I, I guess, it, does Zach just not like baseball? I thought he did. I mean, look, this is coming from a person who has a lot of rage deep down inside. I, I can't get there. The Gelser? Yeah. He's a Patriots fan from New York. What is, is, he a, is he a Dodgers fan? Like, what's his baseball team? Uh, he's a Mets fan. He's a real New York fan. Yeah. That'd be hard, too. Yeah, it's not I'm great. a Cubs fan. I, I get it. I'm honest. Somebody wants us to debate spring training. I didn't know there was a debate to be had. I love spring training. I don't get it. It's it's an exhibition. It's preseason. It's I, I don't get it. I've covered it. I'm assuming Zach has not. So maybe my perspective is shaped by the fact that just the guys were so much cooler and looser, and you could actually. I don't cover hockey. And I don't know anything about hockey. I'm told hockey players are just easy to talk to, and they talk to you like you're just a dude. No professional sport I've covered is like that because there's a wealth separation. But at spring training, those guys just talk to you like your guys. They don't even have to know you. Hey, what's up, man? They're in a great mood. It's a different vibe. Maybe that's part of the reason I like it so much. I mean, we cover NFL preseason like it's almost the regular season. Right. Well, that's a crutch, though. Yeah. But I agree. All right, so Gelb doesn't like spring training. You don't like joy. And I don't like hockey. Like, we all got stuff. Ryan Hickey Trace wants to trade Josh Allen. Oh, it's such a bad take. Why'd you even bring that up? (laughs) Ryan's got to stop with that. He's going to get traded. All right. I love Hickey, though. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Bill Ryder. This is Ryder Than You on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 